Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. Being real. And their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. We talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Woo! We're talking about the process at which we do things. Oh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Keep your foot on the pedal. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rut! Own this rut! The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcast with you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I'm joined, as always, by the number one jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris. Mike, what's up, man? You know it, baby. What's up? Season's upon us, Mike. Look, you got me this nice jersey. I'm rocking it. I did. I did. And your quarterback jersey since... Chad Pennington. It's been a while since I've had a quarterback jersey on my back, Michael. But um, this seems like a this seems like a guy you could throw on. Future Hall of Famer, New Jack quarterback, no big deal. Um, I could walk around with some confidence now with my quarterback, Mike. This week, interesting Jets fans. The latest news this happened just just happened as me and Mike go to record. Um, Corey Davis retiring from the NFL, Mike. And we're going to talk a little bit about this Bucks game. Some of the things we saw. Some of our takeaways from that game. I thought Zach looked okay in that game. Uh, we're going to get into our 53-man roster real quick, guys. Just get into our cuts. That's coming up on Tuesday. Talk a little bit about this game this weekend with the Giants. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to play, Mike. Neither of us, unfortunately, has watched Hard Knocks, so we're not going to talk too much about that this week. Me and Mike got a lot going on. When you get to Corey Davis, Mike, bit of a surprise here for a couple reasons. His age, he's only 28 years old. He's had some injuries here, has a big contract with the Jets. I know he's made – I looked up. He's made about $52 million in his career at this point, Michael. The guy's set for life. He doesn't have to play football anymore. He's set up financially for his family, which I know was one of his goals. Totally get that stuff. Yep. But, Mike, the Jets, this is like this is like the guy who was in the Beatles. was like, ah, oh, you guys aren't going anywhere. Yep. You know? And then they become like, this isn't to me the time if you're a competitor. Look, we don't know what's going on in his personal life. And the message was kind of not the clearest message, Mike, because they just said I'm stepping away for now. You're like, well, are you retiring? Are you not? Not really a reason in there, uh, Mike, but – as far as the Jets go, a huge surprise hitting the squad a few weeks before the season starts. Mike, but in your estimation, how much of a fat, an effect will this have on the team? And then we'll get into Corey Davis in a second. I mean, uh, obviously, it's going to hit our depth at wide receiver. I wouldn't say that it is truly a major blow to the offense, but his knowledge, his run blocking ability – his leadership in that locker room, we're definitely going to take a blow, unfortunately. I like Corey Davis as a person, as a professional. Um, you know, I wasn't a fan of him always having to be hurt and and stuff. But when he was in there, I thought Corey did a really good job. So I think from a depth perspective, I think from really the attack of what this team is going to try to do in running the ball, we are going to be – he's going to be missed. Um, yeah. But overall, <laughs> I, I don't think it's a major blow – to the New York Jet offense, and I do also believe there is some cap room opportunity to yep. uh, grab some free agents uh, during the year if they become available. 
Yeah, we'll see. And you were talking about Mike Evans before the show, Mike. I mean, there may be some teams that in the early runnings aren't doing great, want to move a big free agent with a big number on the on the salary cap. We'll see what happens with that. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen here and there. Um, it's a few weeks before the season. The timing is not the best. But I guess if he went through all of training camp and all the off-season workouts, Mike, and got to this point and he's not committed, the best thing he can do for our squad is to go now. Get, let us have access to that money. Let us get someone on the roster like when we get into these cuts. Maybe a Brownlee. Maybe a Gibson's going to make the team now that wouldn't have made the team is going to help us this year. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis, first-round draft pick 2017. Mike, four years with Tennessee, two years with us, 3,879 yards in his career. Um, I think a little, probably a little bit of a I – I don't want to say a disappointment, but of where he was drafted, I think people had really big expectations for him. I think it was the fifth or sixth pick in the draft, Mike. I don't remember. But – it is what it is, man. God bless Corey Davis. Thank you for letting the Jets know now. If you see a team like the Jets are set up right now with all these players in this defense and all these expectations, and that's not enough to motivate you to want to play, then you probably should step away. And that's kind of how I look at it, Mike, because you're not going to really probably be in a better situation with any team anywhere than you would be in right now. At this point in your career where most guys might hit that 27, 28, and I know 30 is the darkness and everyone gets worried, but 27, 28 is usually your prime as a wide receiver. That's when you figure it out. you got the routes. Physically, you're set. You've been in the league. You know all the tricks. You know all the defenses. Um, so if at that point in your career, you're like, oh, I'm not feeling it, then you should step away. And I totally understand. It sucks that happened to us now, Mike, but maybe there's some other places that can pivot. You mentioned Mike Evans. We were talking about Jarvis Landry before the show. Mike's probably the best free agent. Probably the most high – I'd say the best quality free agent still out there, I think. Mike Galladay's out there, too. I don't think Jets have any interest in him. But, look, there was a game this weekend. You know, say la vie, Corey Davis. Your your short run here with the Jets was not spectacular, but you did have some okay games. Um, we wish you the best of luck here. Jets did play this weekend, Mike. I was at the game. Was able to finally get out there. A couple things, Jets fans, if you're listening. Um, Devontae? Danny, stop. Stop it right now. Mike, I'm going to flip my laptop over when I read things like that. You, we got, this, this, we got this, even more money Keith, now. Keith, this is you what, what – this, this is, is where what, Jet fans are at. Danny, let me tell this you. Where this at. is where Jet fans are at. Now we're like in our heads. We're like, yo, let's get Devon. Let's go all in. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. I don't know – I don't know if the Raiders right now would want – Jets, I think, would be interested. I don't know if the Raiders are at that place. That's what I think more about that scenario than anything because I think the Jets – the Jets now, they have another $11 million. We already had 14 or 15, Mike. So to Danny's question, we actually have the money. We would be able to get this dude signed, uh, well, traded to us, and then on the cap this year. That could actually be a reality. But I don't think the Raiders, Mike, I don't think the Raiders themselves at this point are interested in that. I think they want to see what Jimmy G could do with Jacobs and all those guys out there. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, and I, I want to, I think I want to touch on another point because I know this is where a lot of the Jet fans are as far as they're thinking, like, oh my goodness, what, what free agents can we get out there? You know, I mentioned to you one of the things that's tracking right now is is mike evans his cap number and that he's in a contract year and uh us being able to absorb and i know you mentioned that you weren't really the biggest fan of him as far as where he is in his career what can you explain your position on why that is well my position is this mike evans last year say we look at fantasy football there's 17 weeks in a fantasy year 13 of them he was a scrub so you just look at it that way. One of them, he had over 100 early in the season. Then he had 200 and something of his yards the last game of the year. So if I say to you, Mike, if you barely get to a thousand, if you have to have most of your accumulation of your yards, 20% of it was one game, the final game of the year. And you only barely got there with Tom Brady as your quarterback, right? And now you're a year older and you're six foot five and you're not a guy who relies on speed. He's a big body target, never someone that was that fast. 
and now your quarterback is who might want? Who's his quarterback? Aaron, or or uh, and now it's Baker Mayfield. Right? Okay, and Kyle Trask. So you just took – I'm talking about with Tampa Bay. Maybe with the Jets, it's a different story. So I shouldn't relate it to fantasy football so much. I'm like, I shouldn't do that. But when you got into – you can look at his numbers. He's had 1,000 yards. I don't it's, I think maybe every year of his career. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to share with the yeah. – share, uh, you know, here. So, you know, that's why, like, when what you said kind of – I didn't understand because when I look at every single year this man has been in the NFL – he is averaging over a thousand yards each year. His average is pretty much last year was equal to what he was in his rookie. His touchdowns are pretty much consistent over the last couple of years. So I see a very consistent large body receiver who, who provides production. I would one, and I'm not talking fantasy. I'm talking straight up on my team. Yeah, Mike, but here's the thing. Because you're looking at you're looking at stats in a vacuum and going, look, look at the numbers. No, 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 no. I understand that. I understand that. Let me just let me just read you a stat real quick. Last year, Mike Evans, 47th in the NFL in win rate, getting open. He can't get he's slow. He can't get open. So when you're like, and he was what he was 33rd out of 35 receivers who qualified in yards per route run, but he's a deep target. If you get into advanced analytics, he's completely washed in, in advanced analytics. When you look at how fast was he on the routes he's running compared to a rookie, he's not even close. He's much slower. He's still, I'm not saying Mike Evans is a scrub. That's, that's not what I'm trying to suggest. No, I know. If the Jets, know. If the Jets can get him, get him. But I don't <laughs> want to give up the world to get him. Right. And I, no, think I agree. Like I said, a fourth squad, round pick, a fourth or a fourth, something like that. Oh, no, of course, Mike. Mike, Mike that's not what I, I, I Add him to the squad. Add anyone you want that will help. That's not my. Um, oh, there we go. I'm sorry, Mike. Sorry. I'm not trying to act like he's a scrub or a bomb or anything like that. I just mean like what he does well and what he's always done well his career big target, big red zone target. He had 10 touchdowns forever, too. Besides a thousand yards, if you look at the touchdowns, always really well, always killed it with Brady. But when you look at his speed and getting open last year compared to previous years, it's down. Yeah, and then we have a Lazard who's kind of similar size, younger, not, not too much younger. I think, I think Evan is only 29. I don't think you think he's 30 years old yet. But Lazard is big body, similar type receiver. If they trade a third or a fourth, that's a no-brainer, though. Like that's not even that's not that's I wouldn't obviously if you trade a third or a fourth and you have Evans and Lazard and you have Garrett Wilson and all these weapons. I mean, go down that route. Well, Mike, when it comes to this game though, this weekend, um, I I know there were some people that in the media, different people kind of taking shots at Zach because they didn't see improvement or you know, I don't even know necessarily what the narrative might be. I know his, his numbers in the preseason so far here, Mike, for Zach Wilson in this game. Um, Zach actually was pretty decent in this game as well. But for the preseason, he was 26 for 38, 68% completion percentage, 258 yards passing. So that's the that's the amount of attempts a normal quarterback would have in a single game, broken down over a few games for that. Those numbers are pretty decent compared to what he was, which for the past two years was the worst quarterback in the league. Mike, if the numbers I just said to you, now he didn't throw any touchdowns. He ran, he ran pretty well with the ball, Mike. But if he was as efficient – as those numbers I just mentioned, 68% completion, well, that's the preseason. It is what it is. Take it with a grain of salt. But if he was that efficient, Mike, in the regular season, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be here. That's right. So when people are looking at it through the prism of, oh, my God, I haven't seen this gigantic amount of improvement from Zach and this and that, what were you watching the past two years? Are you? He was the worst quarterback in the league. And in these games, I don't even think there's enough to make a judgment where you've seen or haven't seen. I wouldn't take these numbers that are positive and go, look, Zach Wilson's great now because that would be silly. Just like I wouldn't take him and go, now I can tell he hasn't improved. There's no way to tell because it's a preseason game. 
And we're not going to be able to tell in the regular season either because he's not going to play unless it's an injury, Mike. So in this game especially, though, I thought he played okay. He, he had a really good run. He saw some of his strengths. And in all of these games, he's had a lot of checkdowns. And this is what I don't get. Last year, the year before, we're criticizing the kid. You can't you, – all the checkdowns are horrible. You don't check the ball down. You don't know what to do. You hold on to it forever. And then this preseason, he does all of that stuff. And everyone's getting – everyone's criticizing him. Ah, well, you know, he's not moving the ball down the field. He's throwing checkdowns, short passes. I'm like, you, know, you can't win sometimes with people once you get into a certain mind. I've, I've been negative on Zach Wilson too, Mike, but you have to be honest. If you watch these games, he didn't look like a scrub. He had some times he did some Zach Wilson-ish, Zach Wilson-ish things, like spinning, yeah. running around. But then he'd go back and you're like, oh, that was, that was a smart decision. You look at the play on the film, like, oh, the decision he made was smart. And he's done that more often than not this preseason. So negative slants towards him based off what we've seen, I guess I just don't get it. Yeah, I know. There's some uh, there's some analysts out there that are saying he wasn't really impressive and whatnot. I think it was Robbie Sabo that made a comment like that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm saying he's not supposed to be impressive. He's supposed to be efficient at moving the offense, being able to make decisions and look serviceable and don't turn the ball over. That's exactly what he's done this summer. One of the things that I've seen that is an improvement for Zach Wilson is his ability to get the ball out. His his timing, uh, Connor Hughes put it out, 2.22 was his average second to get the ball out, which last year it was like 2.8 or 2.9 where he's just holding the ball and not making the decisions. He's making yeah, the yeah. decisions much quicker. I don't need him to be impressive. You don't need to, him to be impressive. The Jets don't. If Aaron goes down, we just need someone that can be in there to move the offense. I feel comfortable with what I've seen from Zach. Yeah, and I'm and happy. Also, Go ahead. The word, the word, the word impressive is subjective, right? Right. If you play as the worst person at your position for two years, but the times you actually were able to just be decent, the Jets win. In the midst of all that garbage for two years, the couple times you just game managed, like first the Bills last year, a few times, the Jets play well. So when you when when you say things like, um, you know, he's not impressive, but then you compare it to how he's played, I thought I'm not saying Zach Wilson's impressive compared to the rest of the NFL quarterbacks, and he's some great quarterback. But have, does he look better than he just looked? I mean, look, look yeah, he does. So how, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you're right. Exactly. This, this is what Tom is saying right now. This The screen pad, that's such a good point, dude. Because those passes he completed in these games, Thomas knows. He's watching the game just like me and you, Mike. Those are the things he couldn't do for some reason for two years. <laughs> Lay like, up. Who, like, those little touch finesse, he couldn't do it. Now he's doing them. And some people are like, ah, he's not impressive. He's dumping it off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, if, if God forbid something happened to the chosen one, and Zach Wilson had to come in. Do you think the Jets are going to try to run the offense the same way as if Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback? Of course not. They're going to go, okay, please don't lose the game for us. And if that's the bar they're going to set, which probably it is next year. I know he's his third season. Don't get me wrong. We want more than that. I'm not saying we should. But if he was just the worst, and this year he had to come in, God forbid, and he was just average, and the Jets played well because of that, that's an improvement. Yes. And all you've seen in the preseason is evidence to support that he could maybe do that. Not the opposite, to me at least. Like, if what you're expecting is, oh, man, he should have been slinging it down the field and doing this and that. Like the offensive line, while he's out there, is a work in progress now. And we don't ever put that into the – even with Zach's failures the past two years, we haven't done a lot of – with the offensive line at least, have not done this kid a lot of favors. And right. like I have not given him a lot of excuses. I've been on him for two seasons saying, you know, he's has disappointed me completely. But if we're fair, the offensive line has been d abysmal. A lot of things have gone on to maybe not help him along the way. And now he's going to be able to sit and chill. And all I've seen, six, Zach Wilson, 68% completion percentage in the preseason. It's the preseason. But when they're positive stats, people go, that's nah, the preseason. 
What yeah. if Mike, if we looked at the stats and we're like, bro, he's 16 for 38 and he has two interceptions and he's throwing it, he's at 48%. We'd all be destroying his existence. Correct. So you have to be fair. You have to say, okay, you can, we could all poo poo preseason numbers, right? But you have to be fair both directions. It's kind of how I look at it, Mike. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. And again, he and Makai Becton are the two. They're the, um, excuse, uh, Joe Douglas's first uh, two biggest picks that he's made since he's been on the Jets. And those two guys are scrutinized for everything they do. And I would say both players, and we're about to get into Makai, have had a very good uh, summer. I think that Zach has shown an ability to play quarterback as a grown-up. Okay. And Makai, during my biggest takeaway from the Bucks game, Keith, and you were there. So you you could talk to everybody of what you saw because I know you were eyeballing this cat the moment he came in. Yeah. You know, he was playing like a man child from what yeah. everything I've seen. He didn't give up any pressures. I know they were against the backups, whatever you want to say. He was tossing yeah, yeah. people around like children. And we remember that when he was a rookie, and you and me right away as a rookie, we were seeing what he was doing in practice. And I'm like, yeah. yo, Keith. What, what is this right now? And I and you just look at this yeah, beast, yeah. and he's just a massive human. I mean, again, you and me, like, we don't have to like whatever. He's just massive and nimble on them feet. Like, that's the thing we loved about him when he came out. And I saw that. Yeah. I saw the cat just up in the second level, lifting dudes out the way. And I'm like, yo, if this dude comes in playing right tackle for my team, with ABT opening highways for Brees yeah. to just book it? Whoop! So that, that was what I took away. I don't know if you had the same takeaway from that game. <clears throat> I'll tell you what. A couple funny things. One, I went to the game with my sister uh, this weekend. Sammy had – Sammy was doing something with the team, so he couldn't make the game. And before the game even started, Becton was on the sideline, and he's – you could tell he was hyped. And he's getting the crowd going, running up and down the sideline. But – my sister could see Becton and all the other players were near him and compared to the other players. And dude, we're in, I'm section 301, baby. I'm up a deck, row 11. So I, I have great seats, don't get me wrong, but they're not down by the field. And my sister's like, Keith, who is that guy? <laughs> that's the biggest man. I thought it was the funniest thing ever because even she could tell from all the way. So that's the biggest guy. I'm like, that's Makai Becton. I gave her a little bit of the bio. Um, and then I did key in on him. Like, and he did play great, just, just like everybody said. I mean, watching it in person, you could probably get a better feel sometimes keying in on someone watching from home, but I just stared at him the whole time. That's the kind of guy I was focusing on the most. Yeah, tackles, like you said, and nothing, every run play, he's just mauling people. And he looked like he knew where he was doing. He looked like he was moving. Well, more importantly, he was, he didn't look like he was tired. No fatigue has been an issue when he was a rookie. We're hopefully not going to be an issue this year. I know he's going to start at right tackle this weekend for Aaron Rodgers. We they're going to have their defensive starters in. they're going to have their offensive starters in the giants. We're going to have our real dogs in there. And Makai Becton's going to be out there with Aaron Rodgers. And like Mike said, and like we've said on the show a million times, I, I I cannot stand the way this kid handled the criticism and the issue with the knee injury and not getting surgery, all that stuff. At this point, that's water under the bridge. The season's starting in two weeks. If this big monster wants to get in the field, Mike, and start dominating finally, living up to his potential that we've all known he's had this whole entire time, then, I mean, every Jet fan's signing up for that. All the other stuff, the injuries, the two years out, the blaming the Jets, all the kind of immaturity that we've seen, nobody will care if he's just an absolute savage at right tackle. It's all out the window. And that's where he wants to be in his career. He wants to be a starter. He wants to be a left tackle. We get it. But this is what you have right now. You know, sometimes you, life gives you lemons. you got to make lemonade. You're going to be a right tackle. Be the best right tackle. In the league. Hell, hold it down for Aaron Rodgers. Hold it down for the run game. Be a savage. And then next year, Dwayne Brown's probably, this is probably Dwayne Brown's last year in the NFL. He came back just to play with Aaron Rodgers, Mike. 
So if you kill it this year and you stay healthy for an entire season, next year changes, the landscape changes for you. And I know someone much smarter than you and I, Mike, has whispered in his ear and said that to him. I know he's talked with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has said that to him as well, Mike. But he looked great. I think he he stood out in the game. I thought Izzy again, a Banaconda, four carries, Mike, 30 yards for Izzy. He's just, everyone said with him, he's got the speed. Um, he might not have the finesse like to make the moves yet. And every time he gets the ball, Mike, he's doing something positive for the team. I know it's against backups, whatever the yeah, case may can be. I, yeah, can I show you something? Yeah. So if everything turns out the way we hope, right? This is what this is what we're looking at as our starting offensive line. We got Dwayne at left yep. tackle. We got Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. Yep. We've got Connor McGovern at center because guys, Tipman is he got hurt, or I, I think Tipman is going to be fine. But starting, I think we we're going to have Connor. Yeah, we're I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants a rookie center. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, to start, I don't think I think he would want more trust. And then we've got on that right side, we got our boy ABT and Becton. This, this, wow. this lineup, guys. This is, I like it a Look, lot. <laughs> if, they stay, if they stay healthy, they they could be good. I mean, I know right now we still. I mean, Brown's kind of a question mark still. Tomlinson was a disappointment last year. I think he's going to be much better this year. We know what McGovern's going to give you, Mike. And I think the right side of that line, the right side of that line has a lot of potential. ABT and Beckton, man, that's a couple of savages right there. And I mean, anytime Beckton played, he's great. It's just keeping the guy on the field, that's you know, right. and keeping him motivated. So I don't know, man. I'm excited. If they can get, if that's the five that are going to, I don't think they'll be playing versus the Giants, but I think Dwayne Brown will be ready by week one. Um, I think that'll be the starting five, Mike. All things, everyone healthy, everything's cool. That's the starting five week one when we play the Bills. Uh, Mike, in this game, Couple things to point out, and then we'll get into this 53 man roster and we'll get out of here. Uh, Brownlee, four catches, 50 yards. Our boy still playing well, okay? Um, Gibson, two catches, 18 yards. I know a lost fumble for Zadavian Knight, not well timed, just considering the breakdown. And I want to say this, and we're going to get it, we're going to get into the, the breakdown of the, the rosters in a minute. But last week, just considering they signed Dalvin Cook, Zadavian Knight's killing it in camp, Mike, all the ways, all, everything you're hearing, I was like, look, Carter could get cut. I was uh, last week. That's how I. That's what I thought last week. I'm like, look at this guy. He's one of the lowest yards per carry in the league. And Zadavian Knight wasn't that far behind him. And there was a Jets fan, Browns. He was saying, I hope they keep Michael Carter. And I was suggesting they probably wouldn't. And I'm wrong completely on that one, Mike, because he didn't even play this weekend. Which said to me, I was like, wow, this kid's not even playing. He he made the team. Like once you see Carter not playing, he's on the team. So any suggestion by me that Michael Carter is going to get cut, I'm kind of giving away one of my running back picks here, Mike. That's not happening. Michael Carter is going to be on the squad, um, but I think that's a bad, bad timed um, fumble there for Zadavia Knight. But let's get into this fifty-three real quick, Mike. You want to start with the offensive uh, players? Yeah, here? let's let's do it. So I'll just go through, guys. Um, I you know I still have Corey Davis on my fifty-three. We we will remove him. Yeah, we'll adjust it. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and I'll come up with who I think um, we should replace. So this is the this is the roster oh, okay. I see. Um, okay you know, us go, getting to, let's go through, let's go through the offense first, Mike. Okay. Let's, let's do conference. So right now quarterback, I think they're going to, they're not, the Boyle's not going to stay on and they're just going to keep Aaron and Zach. I don't know if you agree with that approach, but I, I do. Think, yeah. Okay. We're just, I mean, quarterbacks, we can do quick, you know, it's Rogers, you know, it's Wilson. They're going to try to get Boyle yep. through waivers, try to pop on the practice squad. Yep. Running back. I've got Brees, Dalvin, Michael, Israel, and Nick. I don't have uh, Zonovan. I think Zonovan is either going to be traded 
Um, now with Corey leaving, maybe they keep six. I don't think they are. I, I think they're, they're going to keep five in a fullback. Um, and you know what, Mike? When it comes to the running back situation, I do. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I do. You, I have the exact same five right now. Last week, it would have been different. He didn't play in that Bucks game, and I was like, all right, you know what, my and I guess and what I suggested to Bonesy was this last week as well is that so Davian Knight and Carter Mike they were both right at the bottom in yards per carry last year, right? But mm. the difference I think that Carter's going to give you is he is he's like a receiver in that passing game. He has tremendous hands, and he can he can make things happen in the passing game. So I think that added value kept him on the squadron, and I do agree with you. I think so Davian Knight he's been great in camp, and I don't think Mike he's not making it through waivers. Uh, I don't yeah. think that's somebody that's – I don't think Knight's going to end up on our practice squad. There's teams that need to run him back in the NFL. He'll be on another team. But the way the team is shaped this year with the Vanaconda, Mike, especially, now we've got Dalvin here, and we have a fullback, Nick Barton. He's not going anywhere the way this offense runs, Mike. So you're exactly. five right there. I agree with 100%. I, I agree. So we're so far we're aligned. Wide receiver, I had six. Obviously, Corey's not going to make it. Um, I – I'm going to say that instead of Corey, they're go- I have four at safety. I don't mean to swap real quick. Uh, I have Whitehead, Adams, Amos, Ashton. I'm going to add Dean there officially okay. and remove Corey with them just keeping five receivers with Xavier Gibson as the fifth. And Xavier Gibson, because he's special teams, yep. uh, uh, has his special team value there. So I think they're going to yeah. keep five because I think they're going to go get another receiver during uh, uh, the season, they're going to get some free agent, whether that be Renfro, Mike Evans that we just talked about, you know, God forbid, a- Adams. I don't think we're, they're going to get Adams. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I, I, you know, I just run away if that happens, but that, I don't see that happening. So anyway, that's my my yeah. my receivers. I think, Mike, I agree with that. I, I have one difference here with my six. I think that on your, your list up there, I have the same list. It's that when Corey Davis retired, I think that opened a spot for Brownlee, who otherwise, as much as we like him, I think Brownlee was going to be on the practice squad. Um, I think that Corey Davis, I think one of the reasons maybe it was easier for him to leave is because these guys, these young guys in front of him have been out playing him in camp. But I think Brownlee's going to be on the team now. I don't think he would have been. Um, but in my six, Mike, Iris and Garrett, you have Garrett Wilson, Lazard, Hardman, Cobb. Gibson's making the team for the reasons you mentioned. Special teams also, I mean, if you guys go look, the Jets signed him as an undrafted free agent. Look at what this kid did in college. I mean, he had 4,000 yards receiving, like 37 touchdowns um, out there in Texas. Small school, I get it, Mike. But he's he's someone that I know we have at special teams, but could be on the low, a little weapon for us as well. A lot of Jet fans don't know too much about Gibson right now, Mike. So I have you know those four guys, and I have um, Gibson and Brownlee making it, along with Cobb, Hardman, Lazard, Wilson. So I have six receivers as well. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. And then tight end Conklin, Uzama, Ruckert. Now yeah. Croft is another one that potentially could be in there instead of Corey. I, I basically think he's going to end up on the practice squad. He had yeah, uh, yeah. some flag issues in some of the preseason games. We see the athleticism. I think he's a perfect practice squad guy. And after Uzama ends up getting leaving our squad, um, we'll bring probably Croft up next year. If no, you mean uh, Coons, right? Zach Coons. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not Croft, Coon, Zach Coons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff fans, though. Jeff fans always drafted the super freak in the seventh. Mike, I have yeah. the, I, the a lot of these, and this is a little different than previous years. A lot of our situation, these groups are set. That's why me and Mike agree a lot more. We've had a lot more debate in the past, but when you look <laughs> at tight end, obviously Conklin, obviously Azoma. Rucker's not going nowhere, Mike. Um, I think Coons is a good, a good athlete, but I literally have written right here my perfect practice squad player. So I'm agreeing with you there. Um, we can move on to the offensive line where there might be a little bit more. Actually, I think I have 10 offensive linemen as well, Michael, um, on my list. Let me see. 
I mean, that's pretty much it's pretty similar, Mike. You have Dwayne yeah. Brown here. Good. Lakin, Connor, Elijah, Billy Turner, Becton, Max Mitchell, Carter Warren, Wes Schleitzer, and Joe Tipman. I think that's yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any surprises there. Um, I think the Jets are keeping ten linemen. I think they're still kind of a work in progress here on the line before week one. Mike is probably right with how with how it's going to shake out with the starters. I think the Jets just wanted to make Makai Becton earn it. Yes, Mike just hold it, and they did, and they made yeah. him work for it, and they started Max Mitchell in front of him. They had Billy Turner starting in front of him. They were showing him, look, we have options. We know you're a better option when you're at your best, but we have options. They needed right? to see the fire, Keith. They yeah. needed to see him want it, okay? Because yeah. before he was just given. He was yeah. drafted first round, and he just was anointed. This time yeah. they were like, you're going to earn it, and you're going to show us that you want it. And he, Salah said he's a different person. So I think you're right, to your point. Yeah, I, I think don't, he, I don't he, have he, any differences here, Mike. I have Brown, um, Tomlinson, McGovern, ABT, Becton, Sittman, Warren, Mitchell, Turner, Schweitzer. So, yeah, we're on the same page. I think they're going to yep. go with And 10. then defensive oh, line, fun. I say the same thing with defensive line, 10. I'm very confident that this will be it, unless Carl Lawson, by the way, he's still hurt today, back, wasn't at practice, and Salah was uncommittal with mm-hmm. with Beckton, oh, excuse me, Carl Lawson starting week one against the Bills, which means Jermaine is going to be the starting defensive oh, end. Okay. So that's okay. So I got Carl, Quinnen, Al, John Franklin Myers, Quinton Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, Jermaine, Bryce, Will McDonald, Michael Clemens. Sorry, Mike, I hit the cough button there. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here. Let me take a look, Mike. I think, uh, yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Big Al Woods. Yeah, I got the same guys, Mike. I got, we'll see what happens, like you said, with Lawson, Mike, uh, week one. He might have to be on the injured list. But I have Lawson, Williams, Big Al Woods, JFM, Jermaine Johnson, Jefferson, Thomas, Clemens, McDonald, and Huff. So, Sammy, that's one guy I should have mentioned to you, Mike, another sack for Huff in this past preseason game. So, two and a half sacks in the preseason. Every single time he plays, basically, the guy gets a sack in the regular season or in, or in the preseason. So, I know. Mike, we're on the same page there. Linebacker, Mike, here is where we're a little different. My linebacker squad, we know Quincy, CJ, and Jamie, and sure we're locked in. I got Zaire Barnes making it, Mike, because he's played well. And Chas Surratt has also played well. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep a fifth linebacker. I have them keeping an extra cornerback than you. So I do think Chas Surratt's going to get cut. I don't know if he makes it through waivers either because he's played pretty well. It seems like a, he seems like the type of guy the Patriots pick up then he plays there for 10 years like so, in my mind, you know? So I'm actually aligned with what you're saying. The only reason why I have him here is because of hard knocks is because okay. I saw how much uh coach loves him. And you heard him like, he's like, I love that guy. I love that guy. He does everything right. You remember he got an interception or he did something yep. against the Browns. Yep. So I could see this is one of Salah's cats. Remember Parcells had dudes. Oh, I forgot. Like, he'd have favorite, like, scrub cats. Uh, um, but he would just love them. Those were his people. Yeah. I got to think of the players. I got to go back and think. But coaches well, I mean, There's been- guys like you love, like, David Meggett on the yeah. squad. Like, the Chad Cascadens on our team. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Keith Byers. Byers. Know, right. guys like that. I know what you mean. You, yeah. That's their dudes. I, I feel like Chaz is, is one of his dudes. But I would agree. I probably would put him on the practice. And then at, at corner, Sauce, DJ, Michael Carter II, Moreland, and Justin Hardy Sr., I got our boy Bryce Hall being. Oh, now that's interesting, Mike. That's, so, see, in the, pre, in the preseason here, guys, one of the storylines that's been playing out is Moreland here um, and James trying to get the spot of our boy Bryce um, Hall. And I think for week one at least – so, Mike, I have Gardner, Reed, Carter. I have Hall making the spot. We know Justin Hardy's a special teams guy, Mike. 
Um, and then Eccles is going to make the team, I think. But Eccles can't play week one. He just got suspended for a reason that we don't have just performance conduct um, issue with the NFL. So we don't know what the specifics are. Um, apparently, it was from driving very fast in his car or getting a ticket or something like that. Like, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but I do think Hall is going to make the squad. But Moreland has played well. Uh, so that's a tight one. Mike might be right there. I'm going to put Hall on the squad for now, guys. I think they're going to have six corners. I think week one, we'll see how many corners they keep because Eccles can't play. But I think once you get to week two, Michael, I think he'll pop back on the team, Eccles. I think he's a really good oh, player. Oh, I think so, too. I think he will, too. And I think when he does, he'll probably replace Moreland. But we'll see. We'll okay. see. You're right. You're right. I, I think in the end, we agree Eccles yeah. would be the one that – and I didn't put yeah. him here because I know he's not playing week one. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Sure. Yeah. He's not playing so, week one. And then safety, Whitehead, Tony, Adrian, Ashton, and I'm adding Dean officially. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the same page here, dude. I got um, I got Whitehead, Adams. Well, I have Whitehead. Let me see where you got your safeties. Hold on. Whitehead, Adams, Amos, Davis, yeah, and Dean. I got I got Dean, too. I think there's some some of these – I've read a lot of people's uh, projections for the squad, Mike. I know some people have him getting cut, but it just seems like they love this guy. You yeah. know, from everything you've read, all the beat reporters, all the guys, all the information you send me. Um, And I don't – I think Ashton Davis, they've resigned themselves to the fact that he's kind of a complimentary kind of a backup player, and he's a good special but he, player. But he did so good in that game. That was the other he, guy. He played well. He, he that was, was like so the best True, true, true. You know what I'm saying? And, and because he's got that political, he's got that the the politics because he was a third round pick. Obviously, yeah. if you even show any sense of you know value, and yeah. you got that the politics behind you, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna stay. I mean, that's that's where my head goes. You know, what yeah, I'm he's saying? got the draft capital for sure. He was a, he was a high draft pick. I think we've been waiting a long time to for Ashton Davis to do anything and not be injured, play healthy, be a good consistent player. So maybe this is the year for him. I know our safety group. Um, like we've said many times, maybe it isn't the strength of the defense, probably the weakest group on the defense, but I still think they're pretty decent. They'll be able to get the job, but I think Whitehead's pretty good. Um, Amos is decent. Terry Dean could be a surprise for us here, Mike. So we're pretty much on the same page there. And then we know the uh, the skill position guys. Well, I should say the uh, – yeah. what do you even call these jabronis? I mean, Great. they're not skilled guys. We know the kicker. We know the puncher. We know more stuff. We know Hennessy's going to be snapping the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have all our spots locked down. I don't think there's a lot of drama. I don't – but, man, I was – I am surprised um, – I guess with the Davian Knight situation, man, because he has been great in camp, but I think maybe they're just in their heads, the Jets thinking Carter can just bring more to the table. They need a third down back because Cook and Hall can both catch the ball pretty well. Yeah. But say one of them needs to be spelled, Mike, or even the beginning of the year, maybe they're only giving Hall six or seven carries. You know what I mean? They're easing him in. Maybe they have Dalvin on first and second and Carter plays on third down at the beginning yeah. of the year before we get, you know, so the thinking I guess doesn't make sense. I'm a little surprised by that, but Hey man, whatever it is, however it takes out this roster here, this one, this one right here, man, way better than what we were rolling the last year with. Yes, sir. When we did this last year, you're like, Oh man, there's so much more volatility at spots. Cause we weren't as good yeah. when you're not as good. Every group has, I don't know, maybe this guy, maybe that guy, this, this guy, this dude, the director where you have like some studs at some places, they provide you with stability. You know, you're like, oh, well, we kind of know what this defensive line is going to look like. All 10 of these guys, all Jet fans know all 10 of them. Yep. You know, like by name, now they're all good. We were So I, it's, it's not offensive line-wise, but mostly there are spots that we're pretty locked in. Offensive line, man, I hope Dwayne Brown gets healthy before week one, Mike, and we get him locked in. <laughs> he better be going. healthy on Saturday because Aaron Rodgers is playing, and there's no way, there's no way that the Jets are putting out Aaron without his offensive line. So that's why – you see Dwayne Brown getting off the pup. You see Becton resting today. You see, uh, you know, the, the guards, ABT, everyone's back. Because when Aaron goes out on Saturday against the Giants, he will have his line 
and I'm very much hoping he just takes care of himself and please just don't get hurt. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Brown did come off the pot practice for the first time yesterday, Mike. So he's getting it going. So maybe he, I, I should, I maybe spoke out of turn. Maybe he will play Saturday. You might be right. I was assuming that he just got back off shoulder surgery at his age. Maybe he's not going to play that first weekend, but I mean, he's been doing it for a while, Dwayne Brown. And last year he played the whole year with a torn rotator cuff, Yeah, which if you've had a torn rotator, which I've had, it's just, it's, you can't, I don't know how, I don't know how this dude did that. Just to even get your arm to where your chest is hurts, you know? So he's a savage. So I'm excited, man. Yeah, the game this weekend, Mike, there's not too much to get into aside from the fact that, I mean, when it comes to the positional battles, we just mentioned the guys to look at. Um, I think Brownlee and Gibson are going to try to flash again, Mike, in this game. They probably have their spots, but if they, if, if Gibson's probably locked in, especially with special teams, but I think Brownlee, if he has one more good show, he just locks it in, Mike, to me, his roster spot. Um, I think Kuntz is going to get cut but, cut, but he can actually maybe have be productive again. Maybe maybe he doesn't make it through waivers. Maybe a team does grab him. I hope we get him on the practice squad. I want to see how the old line looks here with Aaron Rodgers. The Giants defensive line is pretty good. Um, they got some savages on there. So to think we're putting Rodgers back there against them, a uh, little scary. But like Rodgers, like Salah said, you can't coach scared. They got to get him out there. They got to get him at least a few reps, a drive or two. I would have been fine if they didn't play him at all. But I know the Giants are playing their whole first team offense too, Mike. Yep. So we're going to get there. We're going to get their top guys when we go out there. So this will be fun. That first and second quarter, probably be the first time we get to get a little taste of what the season might look like. Uh, the beginning, at least that first month of the season might look like, Mike, before we really kind of get some continuity and we all get on the same page here. But I mean, I'm excited. This game will be fun, Mike. And then we cruise on to uh, Buffalo September 11th. September yes, 11th, baby. I cannot wait. Season's right around the corner. Mike, I think we covered. I think we covered everything, right? We did. That has support us in any way, shape, or form. How can we do that? Hey, guys. We're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We very much appreciate it. We're on Facebook at AEBG.JessRadio. On Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram at Jet. AEBG, baby. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris. My name's Keith Farrell. Get action next week, everybody. Peace out. Peace.